0: All right, well, hi everyone. And thank you so much for joining our December town hall. We're so pleased to be with you. Uh, We're gonna give you just
1: another minute to get settled and we'll get started here in a moment. Hi everyone, thanks for joining. We're gonna let everyone uh, get logged in and settled here and we'll get going here in just a minute. Okay, we are gonna go ahead and get going today. Thank you
0: so much for joining us. Uh, We are so pleased to be with you. Um, A few quick reminders, if you haven't been on a town hall with us uh, before, we cannot hear you, but we would love to engage with you. So please utilize the chat feature at the bottom of your screen, pop open that chat box and feel free to ask questions throughout the presentation. We have members of our leadership team here with us today, all of our divisional principals, our associate head of school, Mr. Kevin Mosley, our head of school, Mr. Bill McGee, um, and we would love to engage with you. So if you have any questions at all, please don't hesitate to ask. And then we also will have a time for Q&A here at the end of our session. So up on your screen, you've got quite a few save the dates. I'm not going to go through these, but these pull us through our next town hall, which isn't until March. Um, so just a few quick reminders as we look forward to the end of the year. We've got our upper school choir concert coming up on the 6th, our band Christmas concert on the 8th. Our um, library on the South Campus is officially opening, and we'd love for you to join us on the 10th for a community open house, so please keep that on your calendar. And then that same evening, directly after you visit the library, you can come over to the football field, and we have a great family worship night. Uh, There will be a candlelight service available and um, just a great night of worship to our Lord and Savior. And then, of course, we've got Christmas break that we're looking forward to. So here's just a graphic as a reminder for the opening of the hub. Uh, We can't wait for you all to see it in person. And thank you all so much for your generosity and philanthropy to support this great project. Uh, Family Worship Night again here. And then of course your big reminder that Christmas break is ahead. So get that shopping done and and get ready to spend some time with family and friends. Step-up tours are coming up here in January. So certainly want to go ahead and mark your calendars for these important events. Uh, fourth grade families, you'll have the opportunity uh, to do a tour on the 26th, uh, beginning at 3 p.m. in the lower school cafeteria to learn more about moving into middle school. And then eighth grade families, you've got the 10th and the 13th um, in the upper school lobby uh, where you can learn a little bit more about high school. All right, well, with that, I'm going to turn things over to our head of school, Mr. Bill McGee.
2: Thank you, Shannon, and uh, welcome, Eagle Nation. So glad. Uh, You could join us on uh, this town hall uh, this afternoon. Um, As is our tradition, I will begin our program with a word of prayer. So if you would bow with me, please. Our Father, um, we pause to give you thanks. We have so much to be grateful for, Father, your provision, your protection, uh, your your countless blessings you bestow upon your children and so father we uh, acknowledge that we are humbled by the fact that you love us so much um, and that love is demonstrated in the sacrifice of your son in in his coming to earth Emmanuel God with us and so as we enter this Advent season, Father, we, our, our hearts are full of anticipation, celebrating with our family, with friends, taking a break from our, our work. But most importantly, Father, we look forward to acknowledging the reason for the season, and that is celebrating the greatest gift ever given, and that is your son, Jesus. Father, I'm so thankful to be a part of a community that recognizes Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and I'm grateful to be in a country which allows us to gather in his name and educate children uh, in his, for his glory. And so, thank, uh, Father, I just pray that uh, all of our families uh, enjoy the blessing of this Advent and Christmas season and that um, we take some time to celebrate with loved ones, but most importantly, to reconnect with you and uh, with our Savior. And it's in his name I pray. Amen. Well, we have a rich program uh, uh, lined up for you this afternoon. Lots of good information. Um, But uh, first, I uh, want you to hear from the chairs, the co-chairs of our uh, Stronger Together Fund, John and Sherry Lynn Alcala. They are going to re- uh, re- share with you some exciting news about our Stronger Together Fund. So John, Sherry Lynn, take it away. Well,
3: thank
4: you, Mr. McGee. It's uh, awesome to be on with uh, just such amazing people and all the families that are on. Uh, we are So excited about the Stronger Together Fund this year, and we are off to an absolutely amazing start. I know a lot of the parents, you probably noticed uh, the Carline Pep Rally this past Tuesday for Giving Tuesday. And if you're on here and you gave this past Giving Tuesday, we just want to say thank you so much for partnering with us. Uh, in the Stronger Together Fund and all we are trying to accomplish to advance the school. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I was blown away. I wasn't surprised, but I was blown away when I heard the news that the board of directors, the faculty, and the staff have committed $275,000 to the Stronger Together Fund. And then I love that they challenged us as the families of LCA to say, hey, can you meet us or can you beat us? (laughs) And uh, I really believe that we as the families of LCA, we could come together and we, we can, can them. we can beat them, beat them. you know, yeah. not that we're competitive or anything, <laughs> no, but absolutely. I'm pretty sure we can beat them. And so that's our goal. By the end of December, can we meet or can we beat this challenge gift of $275,000? And maybe this is your first year at LCA. I know we have so many amazing new families, or maybe you've been with us multiple years, you have multiple children at the school, both lower and upper school. Um, I would ask you if you're a first time, uh, first year at the school, partner with us. Just give for the very first time to the Stronger Together Fund and invest in the future Mm -hmm. of this school uh, with the most amazing faculty and staff and and their hearts are so true. And then if you've been with us for a while, I think we're on year five, I believe, Mm And um, I would ask you to not just give what you've given in the past, but pray about doing something above and beyond what you've done in previous years, because I really believe I'll steal this from Sherry, that this is great soil to sow into.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we believe it's not the amount of the gift, but it's the heart behind the gift. And so there's just something incredible that happens when we come together. Um, I love stronger together because we really are stronger together and together we can make a huge impact at the school for our kids, for their legacy, really. Um, and so this month, you're going to notice a Christmas tree and it's at the South Campus and it's going to keep track of the progress as you know, we work hard to reach that $275,000 goal. And so um, thank you for, yeah, what you did on Tuesday. And we want to just watch that progress go up. And we're just excited to see what, you know, the families, what we can do to support this incredible school.
4: I think the thing that just points, you know, sticks out to us as chairing this fund is that uh, going back to what Sherry was saying, that it's not the amount but it's the participation. It's the heart of the school all together. So I, w- I would just challenge you if you've never given to the Stronger Together Fund, if we could even get half of the families to participate, to do something This year, we wouldn't just meet our goals this year, we would far succeed that goal. And then the blessing of God just comes in a way that we've never seen upon this school and what we're able to do to really um, mold and shape the future uh, of, of the world. I mean, this is how we change the world. It's through our kids who are going to be the future leaders Uh, uh, of our nation and and of this world. And I just want to remind you what Acts 4.32 says. It says, all the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything that they had. And I think that that needs to be the heart of our families. Just let's share what we have, whether it's your time, your finances, your energy, whatever it is. Let's just be stronger together. And lastly, uh, I think I know I can speak for Sherilyn myself. We are here to just be a resource to you as the parents. We are here to partner with the school, but also bridge the gap between the parent and the school as to what this fund is, what we're trying to accomplish and why it's so important. So if you see us around, uh, we're uh, on Facebook and Instagram, feel free to reach out and we would love to help in any way we can uh, to meet you and support what God's doing through the Stronger Together Fund. So with that, we'll turn it back over uh, to Mr. McGee.
2: Well, John and Sherry, thank you for your capable leadership and passionate support of our school. And I'm really excited about uh, what our Stronger Together Fund will uh, provide uh, this year. And, you know, you mentioned the competition of the parents uh, exceeding or beating the uh, board and the faculty and staff. You know, the great thing about that is there are no losers in that competition. Uh, we all win and especially our students because the resources that, are, uh, that we raise through our Stronger Together Fund are invested right back into the school in uh, our programs, in our facilities uh, and enhancing all the uh, what we call mission um, enhancement uh, uh, things that we do for our school. So again, John and Sherry, thank you for your leadership and uh, looking forward to great results this year in our Stronger Together Fund. Now it's my pleasure to introduce our newest board member, uh, Nicole Franks, who will actually attend her first board meeting at 7.30 a.m. in the morning. So uh, uh, Nicole comes to us uh, with an education background. She has been in the uh, uh, education profession for a number of years. She is married to her husband, Patrick, and they have two daughters. Uh, Sienna, who is in our second grade Spanish immersion program, and soon to enroll their youngest daughter, Sloan. And so we've given uh, Nicole an opportunity to uh, speak to you and for you to see her uh, uh, at least virtually. So uh, Nicole, uh, share with us a little bit about your family and about your vision for Legacy Christian Academy.
6: Thank you. Thank you, Mr. McGee. I would love to. It's um, really an honor to be here and to be speaking to all of you. I've obviously joined many town halls as a parent and never really kind of dreamed or believed that I would uh, be in this in this position. But at the same time, I'm both humbled and honored um, to be able to serve legacy in this way. you. Um, uh, A little bit about my background, I started my career as an educator, so for those of you who are in education, uh, for all of our staff members, um, I started out as a middle school English teacher and um, love those sixth graders to eighth graders. Um, My favorite year teaching was actually uh, fifth and sixth grade and um, I did that for about 10 years. I also um, got my uh, master's of education from Benedictine University in Illinois Um, as a reading specialist. So um, my background is primarily in early literacy instruction, as well as uh, middle school and high school reading intervention. And that's always been my passion. And um, I made the transition to um, corporate education after about 10 years in um, public schools, and went to work for um, various uh, companies and roles that uh, sort of moved me both from uh, curriculum development into uh, marketing and product management. And so I've gotten to see a lot of different things that have been implemented over the years and also been um, privy to um, new innovation in the space, as well as research that shows um, what really works in the classroom. Um, My Uh, entrance or my introduction to Legacy began when I had, um, when I started looking for schools for Sienna um, in the Frisco area. We had just moved to the area about eight years ago um, and started looking around and thinking about um, where we might send her to school. And it was really important to us to have um, the school that Sienna went to be in partnership with our home. And so you'll hear me talk about, you'll see in everything that I talk about, um, the Covenant partnership. And I think that's really what attracted us initially, um, besides it being a Christian-based school, um, to Legacy specifically. Um, Meeting Mr. McGee, meeting Mrs. McCollum for the first time, getting to take that tour of Legacy, I saw all of those things that I knew were best practices and the things we should be doing for students, but I also saw something that's really unique to Legacy um, that actually I'm I'm really happy that I followed the Alcala's because um, it's something that you notice when you come into Legacy in terms of um, the school being stronger together, that it's really a partnership between home um, and the school, and that I felt like as soon as I walked in, I knew that this was an extension of our home in a, in a both an academic and a spiritual way. Um, I saw that right away from the pre-K hallways, the lower school hallways, all the way up into um, touring the high school. It's really a unique place to be. Um, I've had the opportunity to be able to serve Legacy um, within as a room mom. And um, you might've seen me in the copy room or you might see me in the hallways. We were just up there decorating the school this week um, for, uh, for Christmas. I think what's um, really exciting to me in this uh, position is that um, at Legacy, we have, um, we, have a year, we have 20 years of established uh, stability. Um, that's really number one, is that we have a very um, stable school, we have um, excellent enrollment numbers, we have um, a, a superior staff, as well as a commitment to our mission and values, and that that provides that foundation and the stability that um, we now uh, get to experience at Legacy. We also have an opportunity for growth, so you can see in the things, especially like what the Alcalas were talking about and the Stronger Together Fund, that opportunity for us to grow um, in some new ways, and to make progress where it makes. Makes sense And I think that's the thing that I've seen Legacy do over time and I'm excited to be part of, um, that there's an opportunity for us to extend the mission and really be somewhat innovative. It doesn't necessarily always mean change, but be innovative in the things that we can provide our students. And um, uh, that just benefits us. Uh, at home as parents and families of students that get to benefit from their experience at Legacy. Um, We've got a lot of years ahead of us, the Franks family. Um, Sloan will be a future Eagle in pre-K-3 next year, so we've got something like 17 years ahead of us, but um, I'm excited to see um, what will happen and, and how Legacy will grow over that time and the contributions that I can make Um, on the board um, as being part of all of that is uh, again, quite an honor. So thank you, Mr. McGee for allowing me to introduce myself. um, And I look forward to working with all of you.
2: Well, thank you, Nicole. And um, I know as a former middle school teacher myself, that you have grit. Anyone (laughs) who can survive uh, middle school uh, uh, automatically uh, has has something going for them and I'm excited about your contributions uh, to our board of trustees. So welcome aboard and I will see you early in the morning. All right, Um, next I wanna share uh, with the the entire community an an exciting um, thing that's coming up uh, beginning in January. Um, Many of you, if you've been around uh, the school for any length of time, you know that we are strategically focused Um, and we have been following a strategic plan that uh, was uh, adopted four years ago. Well, the good news is that um, we've accomplished almost every strategic initiative in our previous plan. So that means it's time to start the process all over. This time, however, we're going to focus on a longer range uh, vision for the school. So just to... uh, give you a definition. Uh, Strategic plans usually have a three to five-year horizon. Um, So we ask, uh, what do we want the school to become or look like or be like three to five years uh, uh, from now? In long-range planning, we're extending that horizon to five to 10 years. So that's what we'll be uh, engaging in uh, soon. Uh, It's a full constituency process that answers the question, what kind of school do we aspire to be in the next five to 10 years? So why do we do it? Well, it's a process that facilitates continuous improvement and reinforces the school's commitment to excellence. So so I've been involved in numerous uh, strategic and uh, long-range planning processes. I've led several for my own schools, as well as has been a part of um, the, the process uh, serving on other nonprofit boards. And I can tell you that the process itself has uh, much merit. It, it helps us uh, establish a blueprint or a roadmap for, for us to follow in our quest to be a more excellent school. And, you know, it's um, uh, those of you that have been involved in organizations or churches or or anything, any nonprofits understand the importance of strategic planning. So we don't do things by uh, the seat of our pants, uh, although sometimes you may think we do. And certainly d- during pandemic years, uh, m- much of this, we didn't plan for the pandemic, uh, but uh, we do, uh, we have been very faithful in implementing the initiatives and action plans of our previous plan. And I look forward to, um, how the long range plan will uh, help us uh, uh, reach our vision for the future of our school. And finally, it is an accreditation requirement. We do uh, uh, both uh, uh, the Southern Association of Independent Schools and the Council for Educational Standards and Accountability both require that schools engage in strategic planning from time to time. So we'll be fulfilling our accreditation requirements uh, as well. All right, Uh, well, when does the uh, planning process begin? How long does it take? We will formally launch the process uh, beginning in January and we hope to complete it by August of 2022. So by the time you return to school next year, we should have a new strategic plan or long range plan in place. Regarding who will lead the process, I'm pleased to report that our board has retained the services of Mr. Ian Simmons, of Ian Simmons and Associates. Um, I actually know Ian personally and have been a part of two different planning uh, retreats or planning sessions with him, uh, one for my uh, a previous school and one for the Southern Association of Independent Schools. Ian has facilitated literally hundreds of strategic planning processes uh, for private schools and nonprofit organizations across the country. So. Uh, He's one of the best, I I can tell you, and I'm very uh, proud to welcome him to facilitate uh, our process. Um, Also, the board of trustees will appoint a steering committee to oversee the process and work with Ian to develop the final plan. Um, So one of the questions I'm uh, often asked is, how can I, as a parent or a teacher, or even a student uh, be involved in the planning process? Well, the the first thing is that um, every parent, teacher, staff member, and upper level student will have an opportunity to help determine the critical issues that deserve attention in the planning process. Uh, You will be sent a a survey administered by Ian Simmons. Um, Actually, it's not later this month, but it will be sometime in mid-January. So be looking for that survey in January from Ian Simmons and Associates. Um, It's very important parents that you complete that survey and provide us feedback as to the critical issues that deserve our attention in the planning process. That's one way in which all parents can have uh, a say in this process. Also many other parents, teachers, administrators and even students will be asked to serve on one of the study groups or task forces that will be formed as a result of the survey. So I, I don't know what those study groups or task forces will be named yet. Uh, much of that will come out of uh, what you as parents and teachers and students tell us in the survey. But after we identify those critical issues, we will begin to form study groups to uh, actually uh, do the, the heavy lifting. Uh, They'll be the ones to uh, investigate research uh, and consider uh, uh, strategic initiatives and action plans. And then that will become a part of the overall long range plan. Uh, Will everyone have a chance to see the plan? Absolutely. Just as we did four years ago, following our last uh, planning process, we will publish a hard copy of the final document as well as posting it on the school's website. So I wanted to give you a glimpse of uh, uh, this uh, 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 very important endeavor that we're about to uh, launch in January. And we'll, we'll give you periodic updates on uh, the progress and uh, uh, Lord willing, uh, we'll have a new long range plan to guide us uh, beginning in the school year 22, 23. With that, I want to give you a a brief uh, briefing on our admissions and enrollment um, and where we stand now and where we uh, uh, think we're going uh, for next year. First of all, uh, as we speak, we have uh, 1113 students enrolled with more applications for the current school year in process, so that number is likely to to increase as we are seeing more and more people are moving to North Texas and many uh, families are seeking a Christian education and they're coming our way. So we're expecting uh, another record year of applications. Now I do want to emphasize this, last year or this current year, we grew 14%. We will not grow at that rate next year simply because we're gonna be at full enrollment for a number of grades. So uh, to date, we're seeing a 37% increase in applications, which means many grades will fill up very early uh, for next year. So if you have a sibling or a friend who is considering uh, enrolling at uh, Legacy, please tell them to apply early because we will have waiting pools for many grades. And uh, in fact, I will tell you, our three-year program is virtually full. There's still a, a, a couple of open uh, uh, positions or open seats in our three-year program, but we expect uh, especially our early ed grades to fill up very quickly. I want to remind everyone that index tuition applications are now open for next year. So if you're currently receiving uh, index tuition or you think you might uh, um, uh, need to apply for uh, help in paying tuition next year. Those applications are now open, and you can certainly um, uh, you go through our website to uh, click on the link to apply for <coughs> index tuition. Reminder: the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the priority application deadline is January fifteenth. So I would encourage you to go ahead and make application. Um, now, uh, but certainly don't wait till after January 15th because we want to be able to process those applications as soon as possible so you know what help you can expect uh, regarding uh, tuition. If you uh, have any questions, would like to speak to someone uh, in person, please contact Whitney Younts, our student's account manager. You can see her uh, website on this slide. Uh, I'm sorry, her uh, email on this slide. uh, also, something new, you know, several years ago, I think it was four years ago, we went to a continuous enrollment agreement so that families would not be burdened by having to re-enroll each year or fill out a sign. Well, our re-enrollment uh, 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 agreement has changed slightly and we'll need you to, re- to sign up again, sign that re-enrollment uh, agreement for 22-23. Instructions for that will be emailed to you in early January. So, but all LCA families will be required to sign the updated enrollment agreement. Uh, and then you won't have to do anything going forward for a number of years, uh, unless there's some substantial change in the enrollment agreement. So we, uh, again, we will send you instructions on how to uh, um, uh, sign that uh, updated agreement in January. And then also uh, tuition rates for next year will be released in early January as well. So that's a a briefing on our uh, admissions and uh, uh, re-enrollment. It is my pleasure now to introduce our Director of College Counseling, Mrs. Rebecca McIntosh, who has some very interesting information regarding the college admission process and some of the changes that we're seeing happening. Some of these are prompted by the pandemic, but others are just uh, uh, changes in what colleges and universities are looking for in their applicants. So this is a- actually applicable to all uh, all of our families. If, even if you have young children, it's not too early to start planning uh, for college. So Rebecca will provide some enlightening information for you. So Rebecca, uh, the, uh, the floor is yours.
5: Awesome. Well, as Mr. McGee mentioned, my name is Rebecca McIntosh, and I serve as Director of College Counseling here at Legacy, and I am thrilled to get to share with you some exciting admission results trends that we're seeing in the college application process, and then new programs we've been able to add at LCA and our Department of College Counseling. Um, So first, I just have to brag on our seniors. They have been working really hard applying to colleges all across the country. Um, And and they started all the way from this summer to now applying to colleges. So it's a a long process they've been working hard on. Um, So we had 100% of our seniors that will have applied and completed at least one application in the first semester. And in fact, most of our students are done applying by this time. Um, 90% of our seniors have already received at least one college acceptance letter. Um, And a lot of our seniors know where they're gonna be able to enroll next year. So it's just really exciting that we start the process early. we currently have 212 college acceptances um, to over 50 different colleges with many more on the way as we're just getting started hearing those acceptances back. And then with Texas colleges becoming increasingly more difficult to get into, we wanna celebrate. We have eight students so far admitted to Texas A&M University, and then three so far to the University of Texas at Austin. Um, Each year, we usually have students applying to one of the academies. And so this year we have a student applying to the United States Coast Guard Academy We have others being recruited to play um, college sports. Um, And and if they're not being recruited, they're already committed. So lots of exciting things for our seniors. We're very proud of the class of 2022. And then we we just can't wait to see them be leaders in college and beyond. Um, So with all of these amazing statistics, um, it has not been an easy road. It's no surprise that the past two years have brought so much change, and college admissions is one of those things that is continuously changing. Um, So one of the biggest changes that we've seen in the college landscape is the review process of standardized test scores. So that would be the ACT, the SAT. Um, Those in the upper school are very familiar with this, um, and those in our lower and middle school, this may be new for you as well. Um, But our colleges are moving towards what's called a test optional policy. And so this allows students to not send in test scores with their admissions application. So it's really forced our colleges um, to look not only just at a score found on a student score report, um, but it's forcing them to look at other factors as they're reviewing our students. And so um, they've always had our students submit essays and recommendation letters and additional supplemental items. But this is really forcing them to evaluate those things on a deeper level, Um, so it's a great thing for our students. Um, While applying test optional or without scores is an option um, it doesn't mean it's our best our best route for students always. Um, So we're seeing sometimes colleges are offering more scholarship to students that are submitting scores and then we have very little data on how successful students are at gaining admission if they're applying without. Um, without test scores, and then there's really not a predictability um, of how long colleges are going to keep this test optional policy um, for for their review process. So that is why we've seen this as a big change. Um, but my office is still encouraging our students to take the ACT to prepare, work hard to get your best score possible. And then when it comes down to applying, that's where my office will work individually with students to figure out their best route to apply. Another change that we're seeing is in the number of applications. Um, So this past year, uh, we have colleges that are more well-known universities um, are receiving a record high number of applications. So for example, um, Harvard received 43% more applications Um, And then other well-known colleges followed in very similar fashions. And so um, that's a really big uptick in applications that they have to review. And then really the result for our students is this allowed those colleges to have smaller acceptance rates. Um, So they had the smallest acceptance rate in their history, only admitting 3.5. 4% of all of those that applied so very small acceptance rate and so you can see this is just one example of really the changing landscape of it's getting harder to get into some colleges for our students Um, on the on the other side we have some of our uh, less known universities or maybe our smaller universities actually saw a decrease in their admission application with record low numbers and so And these are just things that my office is continuing to monitor and keep up with so that I can inform um, our families and you guys can be the most informed families in the area. Um, So as you can see, individualized college advising is now more critical than ever. And we're so thankful here at Legacy to be able to offer that individualized planning. Um, So my office is looking forward to working with you. So if you're in the lower school or the middle school and we haven't had a chance to meet yet, I'm looking forward to working with your students as they progress throughout Legacy. Um, And then, you know, one thing I love about Legacy is we're always looking to add opportunities that add value to our student experience. Um, So this year, my office has been able to add um, a free in-person ACT prep course. Um, and so this has been a great opportunity for our 10th graders. We have 70 students, so almost all of our all of our 10th graders participating. Um, it's taught by a leading ACT prep company in the DFW area. And in fact, we chose this company because we noticed a lot of our families were going outside of school, um, paying to have test prep. Um, And then it was was after all of their school programs and extracurriculars. And so Legacy has actually been able to incorporate this in the school day on our Wednesday enrichment days um, and provide it free for our students. And so it's just a value add that our students get to do during their school time. And then lastly, I want to share about our grade level planning meetings coming up. And so we always look forward to these. Um, These meetings cover academic information, course planning, all the new courses being added, and then I get to cover an overview of our college admissions process, and then what you need to know for each grade level so as I'm talking with our current eighth graders. I'm letting you know, here's what's coming up. Here's what you need to know. Here's the college process for you. Um, And so we're so excited. You'll have access to uh, myself as the college counselor and then our academic deans as well. So we're gonna tailor each meeting to fit the grade level Um, that we're speaking to. And so you'll get to hear that individualized information. Um, So we're so excited to get to work with your family throughout the years at Legacy. Um, And I want to go ahead and turn it over to our lower school principal, Tiffany McCollum.
7: Right. Thank you, Rebecca. And welcome everyone. And we're so happy that uh, you've joined us this afternoon. And and so in lower school, I have to tell you, there's a lot of excitement in the air now that it's December. We have Christmas trees going up in our classrooms and and a bunch of excited little boys and girls. And I'll tell you what, it just warms my heart to be at a private Christian school where we can hear teachers uh, teaching our children about the birth of Christ and um, really celebrating the true meaning of Christ. Christmas. I was walking down our halls this morning, and you know, seeing the students um, writing about um, the meaning of Christmas. It's just such a special time of year to um, really celebrate um, our Lord and Savior and His birth. So, anyway, I'm turning over to my lower school updates. Um, as you can see, on December 9th at 6:30, our Spanish immersion program um, is having a, a Navidad or Christmas program in the South Campus cafeteria. Um, Um, On December 15th at 2 o'clock, our second graders will be uh, participating in a Christmas program, and this will be held in our South Campus cafeteria as well. Um, December 16th and 17th, um, over the course of those two days, we have our lower school Christmas parties. And uh, please keep in mind that on the 17th, that that is an early dismissal day. And uh, typically, I know students leave following um, or the end of our Christmas parties, but um, dismissal times are 11 o'clock for our pre-k and kinder and 11:15 for our first through fourth grades and then um, we have christmas break coming up already and then students will return on tuesday january 4th um, we have january 3rd as a prep day and professional development day for our teachers so our students will be returning on january the 4th so anyway with that i'm going to turn it over to our middle school principal dr joy bell
3: well, thank you, Ms. McCollum. We're, we're not having as much fun, but I think we're, we're doing pretty good up here. Um, the kids are decorating doors. I've not seen anything like it here. Very competitive. There's some, some house competitions happening with the doors, but we're having a great time here in the middle as well. Just a few things. Um, we also have a Christmas party on December 17th um early dismissal day this is very very popular like when are we leaving 11:30 is the time for middle school it's slightly later than then uh, lower school, and that's just to help with traffic patterns and all those different things. So don't come early on that day. Come during the time that we have for the middle school. Um, we also have the same break, so that's good to know. We're all together here in at Legacy, December 18th through January 3rd is our Christmas break, and then we return on January the 4th. We will have sort of a fun um, the last week of before Christmas break just kind of fun with our festivities and our dress and all those kinds of different things. So keep a lookout for that information, but just remember, as we always say to you, the dress still has to be appropriate um, you know, we're still modest in how we're dressing, even if we're out of uniform. So we need your partnership with that. So we wanna have these fun moments, these light moments with the kiddos, um, but we need your help with partnership as it relates to what they're wearing on those days, okay? So just keep a lookout in your teachers' newsletters, and I'll also be sending a newsletter uh, today for you as well. We appreciate you as a family. We're almost a second year I am with you together uh, in this Christmas season, and you've been such a blessing to me and to my family and I hope that I've been the same to you. I want to turn things over now to our upper school principal, Mr. Field.
8: Thank you, Joy. I appreciate that. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and likewise in the upper school, we're celebrating all that the season brings. It's great to see our building decorated. Our PTF moms have been tremendous at helping us to be able to uh, deck it out here, and it looks great. Um, As you know, as we head towards the end of our semester. Uh, Assessments, finals tend to be an important part of the experience for our students. uh, And wanna provide you some information about that. We will have our progress reports coming out December 3rd. It's a great snapshot here at the end of the semester, just to make certain that parents, students, teachers are partnering well together. So we are able to see where our students are at as we get ready to head into our semester assessments. Um, That will be happening that last week before we go on our Christmas break, that window being December 13th through 16th. Um, You know, the the reality for us is we understand that there may be some um, plans or some emergencies that pop up during that semester assessment week. We would just ask that if there's an exception that's needed to please communicate that to our Senior Director of Academics, Megan Hanna, I have provided here for you the email to reach out to her so that that can be considered for approval. Our students are expected to be in attendance for those periods, those classes that week. We are running a half day schedule, uh, doing two finals or assessments uh, a day on that Monday through Thursday. Uh, We are asking that they wear their regular uniform and that they're remaining in the classroom through the end of that assessment period. Uh, But we also understand that there may be students or or parents where it's difficult for them to go home at the end of the day. It's very traditional for us to have students perhaps bring their lunch and just study in a quiet spot for that second half of the day. Uh, And we are open to your student remaining uh, and staying as well uh, during the second half of of their finals week that they may have. December 17th traditionally for us is a makeup day. If a student is sick or has another commitment or just something comes up, we often will make that be a day where students are able to come uh, and make up any assessments that perhaps they had missed uh, from the 13th to the 16th, as long as they're communicating that appropriately with Ms. Hannah and their teacher. January 4th, our students will be returning, and then our grades will actually be uh, released out at the end of that week uh, to our families from that first semester. I wanted to share with you on our next slide, really what the assessment uh, schedule looks like for the week. We've been communicating this home in our upper school emails. It will go home again today in our upper school email. That helps you to be able to see that really we follow two different schedules with this. Our students who are in dual credit courses like JBU who maybe because it's a college class have an extended amount of time that we allow for them to test or perhaps uh, take advantage of our LLC services. uh, And so their testing window may look a little bit different, but typically most of our students need to arrive and be ready for testing or project assessment, whatever they may be involved in. From 8:30 to 10 with a break window in between and then 10:30 to noon. Teachers are doing a great job communicating with students about expectations for that week, what that's gonna look like, whether it's a cumulative exam or whether it's a, a project. Feel free if you have questions, please reach out uh, to your students teacher. They will be more than happy to provide any other follow-up information for you that you may have uh, to assist you in that. Uh, It is hard to believe that we're already here at the end of the semester. Thank you for just your partnership and support. uh, And until we are able to visit again, truly uh, hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas break with your family. With that being said, I'm gonna turn it over to Adam Housley with any questions.
9: All right, Jeff, thank you so much. We do have a few questions i'm going to jump back to rebecca mcintosh real quick Uh, hopefully she's still with us Uh, rebecca you mentioned that you're continuing to encourage students to take the act and i just wanted to ask are you still planning to offer that to our kids on campus
5: yes that's a great question so yes we have um every intention to continue to offer the act on campus Um, ACT allows us to offer it once in the fall and once in the spring. So our next option will be to take it April 5th this spring, and that will be available for 10th, 11th, and 12th graders.
9: Awesome. Hey, one more question. Uh, You also mentioned the importance of the individualization uh, or individualized advice in the college guidance uh, program. And I know for our family, uh, that was hugely important. Uh, with Elizabeth when you met with us as juniors. Are you still meeting with junior families uh, kind of in advance of going into their senior year to to talk about their plans?
5: Yes, absolutely. That's that's a great question. And um, so I have actually already sent out our junior family questionnaires. So I have a student fill one out, a parent fill one out. And so those meetings actually started today. We had our first junior Junior college meeting um, and so yes, we're still having those still working with families and we value here at legacy uh, myself getting to sit down with the entire family. And the student and being able to talk through college plans and in one place and get on get on a good plan moving forward so yes those meetings are still happening and our college workshop that we offer in May to families is still hap- uh, still happening so we're excited to offer both of those things.
9: All right, great, thank you. I think we'll stick with that theme and uh, go back to Mr. Veal with a, a related question. Um, can you talk about the process for course registration and scheduling for next year? And then maybe just talk to the value of continuing to come to those grade level meetings, especially if you've had kids go through in the past or if we went last year, do we still need to come this year?
8: That is an excellent question. Thank you, Adam. You know The, the reality of it is for us, When we're advising students, when we're looking at college, when we're looking at courses for high school, uh, there are changes that happen every year. There's new information. Uh, The considerations do increasingly uh, become more more and more important and diverse as students move through their high school experience. Uh, So really what launches for us is, on the backside of this semester, heading into January, we'll have our parent meetings. And each one of those is important because whether it's Ms. Hannah, our deans, Ms. McIntosh or myself, with each grade level, we're tailoring information very specific to the need of your student going into that grade. And so for example, with college guidance, as a student progresses through their high school experience, we uh, partner to provide more information, more resources that become very applicable to your student and their experiences. The same being true for our PSP program, our professional schools. Um, What begins as a slight introduction for our eighth grade current families becomes much more intensive in terms of the experience, the opportunities for a junior family and student. Uh, And so attending those, participating in those, we'd highly recommend that. We get a lot of questions about when does the course season really kick off and registrations for next year? We really begin that in February with our students. So the month of February and March uh, is a process of where our deans and our academic team is working closely with our students and their schools to advise them one-on-one in small group settings to get their course registrations, the things that they qualify for to take as courses. Our catalog is released uh, typically in February for our students and families. And it's just a great season to consider based on where I've been and where I want to go. Uh, And then we look to really finalize that process in April. So we have a little bit of time between now and February. So it may seem a little quiet over these next two months. But once we hit that season with your student, February, March and April, there's a lot that happens to get that process going for the next School year, So that's a great question, and we'll be communicating both through emails uh, and obviously through deans to schools and students in in our high school. We'll begin to interface and go down to our middle school and really work with our eighth grade students uh, and families on the courses that are available for them in ninth grade, because we know it's a little bit of a new landscape moving from eighth grade to ninth grade, and we want to make sure you have all the resources that you need.
9: Great. Thank you so much, Jeff. Um, Tiffany, wanted to ask you a question real quick about Christmas attire on Christmas party day. Um, Can you share with our lower school families uh, what the expectations or options are for that day?
7: Yes, absolutely. I get this question every year and with every holiday party and um, absolutely your little ones can uh, wear Christmas attire, uh, Christmas dresses, Christmas sweaters on Christmas party days. So um, just as Dr. Bell said earlier, just be mindful of our uh, modesty requirements. But other than that, um, we'd love for your little ones to, to dress up that day if they choose to.
9: All right. And a follow-up question somewhat related. What is the policy for approved outerwear at the lower school?
7: Okay. So yeah, I've received um, some parent emails um, saying that a lot of the outerwear through RISC brothers has been back on back order. And um, in the meantime, while you're waiting, we are wanting to show you some grace. So um, you can, uh, you know, that your child can wear any type of outerwear um, to school in the meantime. Um, just so main thing is I just want those babies bundled up when they go to recess. So anyway, please know that we'll, we're showing grace at this time um, while you're waiting um, for your approved outerwear.
9: All right, thank you. Uh, Mr. Townsley, wanted to see if you can give us an update on the therapy dog program launch. Uh, do you know when we'll get to see Shep and Annie on campus?
10: Yes, thank you, Adam. And we should be seeing them on campus very soon. So uh, we're excited to be launching this program. Um, hopefully, uh, tomorrow or early next week. Um, we're still finalizing some details, but definitely before Christmas, we hope to have uh, the therapy dogs on campus. It's, it's exciting. We've appreciated all the, the parental support we've received and, and encouragement, uh, both Lana Sneer. Uh, Dr. Schneer and and Jenna Snyder have been working on this for almost two years behind the scenes, both in their preparation and getting licensed as dog handlers, as well as the dogs going through all their their classes and gaining certification as as registered therapy dogs. So it's been a a big process behind the scenes. We're excited that everybody's looking forward to this new um, avenue of therapy for our families and our students, and we should be seeing them on campus soon.
9: All right. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, Mr. Mosley, you're going to come to you with a question and just want to encourage anybody uh, with questions still out there. If you haven't asked those, please do so uh, as we prepare to wrap the Q and A section up here in just a few moments. Uh, Mr. Mosley, as we look ahead to next year, do you know uh, when we might receive a school calendar?
1: Yes, Adam, we are finalizing that right now. Uh, We're hoping to get that um, out to you by the first of the year um, so you will have start dates, end dates, some of the key uh, dates and holidays when we have uh, professional days and long weekends. I know that's important for your family. Please understand that we do wait uh, with Frisco ISD to determine their spring break week. So what we publish might not have the spring uh, break week exact, maybe one of two weeks, and, and we'll finalize that as soon as we can. But we're going to go ahead and publish uh, before we know that spring date. Uh, time so you can have the beginning and start times as soon as possible but you should see that very very soon
9: excellent thank you so much okay we'll give you just a few more seconds uh to get questions in i know uh speaking of next year i wanted to just uh reiterate what mr mcgee spoke on earlier that we are getting a new enrollment agreement next year which means that all of our families will have to all of our current families who intend to return will need to re-enroll Uh, Again, and that process will take place in January, Uh, we'll get you uh, the detailed steps for that once we return from Christmas break. Uh, However, tomorrow our plan is to get an email out uh, that's got uh, the slides uh, for the step up tours, uh, as well as the grade level meetings. I do want to let you know if you're a current eighth grade family, that meeting will take place on January 10th. Uh, We'll get you the corrected date just as soon as possible. Uh, and uh, we're going to put a brief survey in there. We would love to know what your intentions are for next year. If you know that you plan to be back with us, we would love to, we would love to know that. Uh, if you don't intend to return, we hate to hear that, but we would still love to, to get some feedback from you. So just know that we've got an email uh, we're finalizing today with the hopes to get out to you tomorrow so we can get some of that information back. Um, We do have a question about index tuition for pre-K applicants in junior kindergarten. Can they apply? Uh, The answer to that would be the index tuition is available for kindergarten through 12th grade Uh, students with kinder students or families with students uh, enrolled in kindergarten through 12th grade only. So with that, I think we have wrapped up our Q&A session. I'm going to turn it back over to Mr. Mosley, who has a closing prayer for us.
1: All right, let's pray together. Father, we're grateful for the time that we've had together as a community, for the great news that we're hearing. I thank you for our our servants here at Legacy who continue to serve families and children well. But We pray for safety as our families as they're traveling at Christmas. Father, we always remember that we're celebrating the joy of God with us, Emmanuel, your son, Jesus Christ. So we pray all these things in his name. Amen. I'm going to hand it over to Shannon.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, Kevin. And Thank you to um, all of our contributors today. Thank you to all of our panelists. Uh, We appreciate you being with us. Um, So just a few last minute reminders. If you don't have the app yet, I'm really hoping that everybody does, please do download it and keep up with our notifications. Turn on those notifications so that you can get reminders such as even our town hall meeting today. There was an app notification that went out about this directly before. Uh, So we hope that you'll join us on the app. Uh, Our business directory is up and live for you. So if you are looking for um, some help or services over the holidays, Uh, Please check out Legacy Families and and use them um, if you feel led. But then also, we'd love to hear from you, and uh, we would love to invite you to join our business directory if you would uh, like to. Um, Again, one final reminder you heard from John and Sherry Lynn earlier that we have a $275,000 giving challenge. We are trying to meet or exceed by the end of the year. We're already $30,000 of the way there, so we're making some good progress. Um, But we just ask for you to prayerfully consider your year end donation. Um, All donations are tax deductible. Um, We are a nonprofit, so we would uh, greatly appreciate your support. Um, Finally, we have our resource guide up here on the screen for you. Some key contacts that you may wanna scribble down if you're looking for some answers. If you don't know where to go and you have a question, uh, we ask that you email questions at legacyca.com. That's a great place to start. And uh, Mr. McGee's administrative assistant does a wonderful job at farming out those questions and making sure that you have the answers that you need. Uh, lastly, please follow us on social media. We'd love, we would love to engage with you there. And with that, we wish you Christmas blessings. We can't wait to be with- here. Have a great
1: day. We'll see you soon.